This is Fred Ricciani and Scott Anderson of TSC News. I am pumped up right now. I am fired up. As many of you know, I was disappointed in this underwhelming WWE draft. I was not happy at all. A lot of people were blowing up my phone, blowing up my Twitter feed. Fred, what's the deal? SmackDown is weak sauce. SmackDown looking pretty damn weak right now. Raw gets the cruiserweights. Raw gets Roman Reigns. Raw gets Rollins. Raw's probably going to get the WWE Championships. So here I am, watching Battleground. My boy Scott in Delaware, watching Battleground. We're sitting back, relaxing, like the rest of you WWE fans, getting ready for this recap. And what happens in the main event? We have Dean Ambrose, I repeat, Dean Ambrose hit the DDT, the Dirty Deeds DDT on Roman Reigns and pin him clean in the middle of the ring. One, two, three, holy doodle squat. Dean Ambrose is a champion. Dean Ambrose is still the champion. Dean Ambrose pins Roman Reigns to remain the champion. And the SmackDown brand, for one night at least, looks strong. Looks great. Looks promising. Looks amazing. Dean Ambrose, the SmackDown champion, just beat Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in the same week. Pinned him clean. If that's not a holy doodle squat worthy moment, I don't know what is. But we are here to recap WWE Battleground 2016. So if you've been here before, please feel free to like and share this recap. If you haven't, well, feel free to join the conversation by commenting on YouTube. You can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Scott, whew, what did you think about Battleground? I, I agree with you. I'm happy. I'm wearing my New Day unicorn uh, as we speak, because, you know, that's kind of what happens when you take a six-year-old to a live event over the weekend. So which, I'm getting which, my money's worth. Which we will share in a, in a few as a nice surprise <laughs> for everybody. Yes. Um, no, nah, great uh, great ending to the pay-per-view. Definitely surprised like you. I'm glad I'm glad WWE, did, uh, they did two things right. They kept the belt on Dean and Roman took the pin, which yes. I'm glad. Yes, about um, damn time. And, you know, nothing against Roman Reigns. You know, he no. made a mistake. A lot of people have made mistakes. Hell, Randy Orton, who dissed Brock Lesnar today, made a freaking mistake. Actually, he made a number of mistakes throughout his career in, in WWE. But you know what? At the end of the day, Roman Reigns wasn't cutting it. He wasn't getting over to the level they wanted him to. And he took the pinfall here. Now, now he, here's the thing. There's still SummerSlam. Ross still needs a world championship. I'd imagine we're getting a separate Raw title. Uh, I mean, maybe they'll change their mind to make Dean a dual champion, or as like, you know, a traveling champion, per se, kind of like the old NWA in the early days of the brand extension. But I don't think they'll do that because they stressed and emphasized that, oh my God, this championship is the most important championship in history, and Dean Ambrose has this. But you know what's funny? That nobody bothered to ask, well, what happens now? Well, you know what's funny is when Dean retained, I don't remember them shoving the SmackDown locker room, do you? I don't know. Did they? I, don't I didn't see a celebration. I saw a locker room divided because there was no AJ and no Bray Wyatt in it, but that's oh, beside the that's yeah. beside the point. Yeah, they the, weren't there. During the main event, they showed the locker rooms backstage. It was very weird because the Usos are Roman Reigns' cousins and allies on screen, but they were cheering for Dean Ambrose because now they're, just, they're on the SmackDown brand, and brand loyalty trumps blood. WWE logic, right? Sure, well, wrestling logic in general, I guess, right? So, yeah, Dean won. The entire SmackDown crew came out, well, besides the heels. 
and they, they, they hoisted Dean Ambrose up. And what was hilarious was it was the Usos that hoisted Dean Ambrose up. I, I missed that. They, they were, well, I like the fact that Miz came out and was kind of clapping along like he was a good guy. That was kind of odd. You know, just hey, weird. whatever. You know, it was, it was not, cool. not the strongest of locker rooms, that's for sure. Wait, Miz, wait, Miz came out? Miz was out behind Cena. Are you sure? It was it was it was Cena, Cruz, Becky Lynch, and Miz. Yep. Are you sure? Are you sure and, it was it was Miz? Unless Damian Sandow came back into the stunt double, it was the Miz. Isn't Miz on Raw? No. Rusev's on Raw. I thought Miz was on Raw. No, the IC titles on uh on SmackDown. Hey, so Darren Young's on Raw? Yes. Okay. Oh, never mind. I got to confuse that. Really? Yes, and Zack Ryder's on SmackDown. I'm so confused. All right. You should have been at the live event Friday. All right, and, and is that your new dog in the background? That is my new dog in the background. I apologize. No. It's, uh, I was overruled two to one on the collar with the little the little thing on the the the, the collar that, that kind of makes the noise. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. What's the dog's name? Is it Fred? No, that would be odd for a female dog. Oh, well, Frederica. What's the name? It is Maggie. Oh, Maggie. Yeah. Maggie, kind of like when JBL calls Michael Cole Magal, you know? That's cute. Yes, yes. Night, it, night, it, was, night. it was a rescue dog from the uh, Clear to Shelters campaign that they did this weekend, so I will give props to that. That was awesome, and it was definitely a good thing to do. And uh, for somebody who me who didn't want a dog again necessarily, just for different reasons, just it's worked out so nice that's, that's awesome that. man but welcome yes. welcome to the club of uh being a pet owner and you and we'll talk about it in a little bit but you also were in attendance for roman reigns's return in I newark delaware correct yeah i believe i might have been the first person to actually tweet out the video but nobody's used it on any pages other than the sports courier of course but that's okay i, I you know I, I use my own credit and i appreciate fred using using the credit there yeah i was there friday night in newark he uh, came out it was a really cool surprise crowd pop for him he he did his thing and they got booed seen. then he got booed yes <laughs> um the cool thing about the venue i was at is after the show you can just kind of walk out back and it was cool they had some barricades up but everybody comes out and roman came out odd part is and again i'm not tooting my own horn but he came out and nobody even recognized him until i said it's roman and everybody started kind of <laughs> whatever he, he didn't say much I, I guess that was uh due to the fact that if he started talking somebody probably would have been a uh, jerk and, and said reported him smart. and yeah try to go to him yeah. well yeah try to go to him exactly so I, I mean i respect him dean came out and did sign for a couple people and took some pictures so that was cool nice nice and this and this triple threat was really good but here's the problem with the triple threat and with the show overall the triple threat started at 10 56 the show did not end till 11 20 we do not need these pay-per-views to go over three hours. We do not need these pay-per-views to go, well, actually, if we count the kickoff, four hours. Over four hours. We, we can't just well, if stop. You wanna, if you want to discount most of the kickoff except for the final 15 minutes with, with the uh, match, you're still talking three and a half hours yeah. at least. That's still too long, it, especially with three hours of all, two hours of live SmackDown. And, you know, you get technical, you still have main event and superstars. So. Right, right. It is a lot. It, it is a lot. And NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic and, and everything else. Ugh, Jesus freaking Christmas. But this was a, a great triple threat match. There were a lot of notable spots, including Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose hitting the Shield powerbomb on Roman Reigns through the announcer's table. We had Dean which, Ambrose kick out of a pedigree, which is interesting because nobody kicks out of a pedigree, especially when Triple H was hitting it for all these years. We also had Roman Reigns in the finish hit the spear on Seth. 
Dean hit the dirty deeds, covered him one, two, three. I was freaking out here. As many of you know, I'm a fan of Dean Ambrose's work. Uh, I do think that they waited way too long to finally pull the trigger on him. But, hey, as a fan, I am enjoying this right now. It was a great, great moment. As far as other notable spots, a lot of high flying here. Yeah. A lot of high flying, especially from Seth. Yeah, he the, the, the flip over the ropes I was a little worried about. He landed on his feet. Well, landed on his feet and then fell, but I was worried about that knee. You know, every time I see that, it, it worries me for sure. Right. But, and, uh, and the funny thing is, Daniel Bryan appeared on the show. He was at ringside with Shane McMahon, and Mick Foley was at ringside with Stephanie McMahon. And the amazing thing is that Daniel Bryan and John Cena are probably still two, the most, the, the, the two most over guys in the company. Absolutely. Yep. And, and the funny thing is, Dean, Dean Ambrose was with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon backstage. And Daniel Bryan cut this intense promo talking about how Dean's the best and how when he used to wrestle his shield all the time and they had their battles with Team Hell No, that Dean was the one that he worried about the most because he knew that Dean was the best and he's going to prove it tonight. And Daniel Bryan, in two minutes, got Dean Ambrose more over than WWE did the last six months. It was incredible. Yes. It, it was just, Absolutely. man, I mean, he, the guy may be retired, Okay, but he is still a great promo. And I know some people, for whatever reason, still to this day, maybe don't think about Daniel Bryan as a great promo, only because of the fact that he was such a great you know, in-ring competitor and everything else. Sure. But, but, man, if this guy is ever at NXT, if he's ever at the Performance Center, and you're a young guy that wants to learn how to cut a promo and be great in the ring, you better pull this guy aside. He was just great. Dean Ambrose, he was okay with the comedy, got a little serious afterwards. But, yeah, hopefully, going forward... I would like to assume that Triple H is going to be more hands-on with SmackDown because traditionally Vince hasn't been as hands-on with SmackDown in recent years, but you never know with the brand split. Hopefully, they'll have Dean ditch some of that bad comedy because when he's serious, when he turns it up in the ring and on the mic, he, he's great. But this was a damn good match. Some people were disappointed in the crowd. I was chatting with Jeremy Bowers online about that. He was saying he was a little disappointed in the DC crowd not reacting as much. I mean, they were eventually. You know what I mean? They, they got going at the end and everything when they were hitting all the crazy oh. spots and the near falls. But you got to remember, man, 10.56 th this match started. That's a long, long time. Well, and there was a match about an hour before that that uh, definitely, definitely, definitely had the crowd into oh, it. Oh, God, and, yeah. And after that match, I think, uh, you know, the, the crowd had to kind of settle back for a little bit, which we'll get into. Oh, agreed, agreed. But, um, so so let's start from the bottom here and, and then and we'll work our way up. We had the kickoff show, which I missed most of it except for the match. And There you were wasn't texting much me. to see, yeah. You were texting me and telling me that whoever was feeding Lawler or his lines is, is ridiculous. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, and, and everybody saw the first line Lawler did of the night was talking about how um, Enzo Amore... His first job was was working at Hooters, and um, he 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 got fired because he would say, "Hey, you want to check out these haters?" So horrible line. Oh god! Because he says haters instead of hey, Hooters. Hooters. Oh god! So, very very bad. Oh god! I think Jerry may have come up with that himself. Uh, yeah, there was another one which Ugh. I forget, and um, you know I know you missed a lot of it. Cesaro, they were talking to him on the panel about the uh, Zayn Owens match. And he was kind of, you know, saying he was frustrated not being, you know, not being in the match, not being on the show, you know, talking about how, you know, Zayn and Owens both have cost him the IC title multiple times. So they're still playing off the promo, the, the, uh, the shoot promo that, that he did after he got drafted. And, you know, maybe finally they see something in him. The only problem is he's on Raw with, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. But it Jared. is a thinner roster than it was before because of the split, so he does at least have a chance. 
he has a chance, but there's a lot of faces in front of him. I think, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised because I said this to you on Tuesday night that there's going to be some trades, and there hasn't been. So I'm very surprised at that. Um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I hope he goes to SmackDown because I think it would be better for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so that was that. They kind of left it at that, and um, basically it was just a lot of the the vignettes that we saw leading up to all the matches tonight, and then we had the Usos and Brizango. Yes, and this is an okay match. I mean, you know, Brzango, yeah, Brzango starting to gel together a little bit better, and they actually got the win here. Upset, yeah, yeah, and the crowd loved it. Upset. Well, you know what? They're hardworking guys. They, you know, they're likable guys. They have a kind of a funny gimmick and everything. I think the crowd knows that these two work hard, especially Tyler Breeze. They've been given crap, and they're trying to make something of it. So I think I think the crowd appreciated that and. Yeah, I'm happy to see him get the win. I mean, it's, you know, it's Brizongo. It's a terrible team name, but, you know, these guys work really hard. It, it still sucks to see WWE breaking ground and how they built that whole show around Tower Breeze and getting called up, only to see how far Tower Breeze has fallen. But you know what? Cream rises to the top sometimes. And while Tower Breeze ain't at the top, he's at least in a much better position now than he was six months ago. I mean, I, I did not think... This guy would make it past WrestleMania and through all the, the budget cuts and the talent cuts and everything else, uh, which was unfair to him. I mean, he barely got a chance to showcase his stuff, but I'm happy he's starting to get some success. Minor success, but success nonetheless. Hey, better than losing 51 straight matches. Oh, God, sure. yeah. Wasn't his record like 6-51 and 51 or something? Yeah, I think he lost like 49 in a row at one point. Jeez, yeah. yeah. So, hey, good, we, good we had discussed him. that in one of our previous shows. Yeah, good, good for him, yes. though. We yes. had... Sasha Banks team up with Bayley of NXT, who made her official main roster debut, which kind of negates everything we were bitched about on Tuesday. Which I told you about on Tuesday. Everybody has to calm down. I know, but I didn't want to calm down because I didn't know they were actually going to bring out Bayley. This company, I'm used to this company disappointing us over and over and over again. So for me to actually see Bayley come out, with the big floaty people and her music and to Sasha couldn't even control herself coming to the ring because she knew you could see it on her face. Yeah, they're best friends in real you life know. and yeah. you know, they love each other. It was awesome and, and Bailey came out. She got a great ovation. Crowd was chanting Bailey. It, it was it was awesome and they took on Dana Brooke and Charlotte, who did not sell that whatsoever. By the way, yeah, they were just kind of like, huh? yeah. The only thing is, and I want to mention this to you, Fred. You said it was Bailey's main roster debut, which it was. However, during the match, John uh, JBL did say it's a one night only thing. So we'll that see. That's true. Yep, that you're Which right. Which does crap on the rest of the women's division as a whole because Sasha couldn't find anybody worthy on the main roster and had to go to NXT. If you want to go dig into the storyline, yeah, but I think it's being a little nitpicky. I think it was a cool it, no, surprise. No, it is. It absolutely is, and it was great to see Bailey. But if you want to, you know, well, you know what, I would, you know what, dude, I don't worry about the WWE women's main roster. I'd worry about the NXT women's main roster because you got no Nia Jax. No Alexa Bliss, no Carmella. Let's assume that Bailey's officially, officially called up after SummerSlam, which is what our buddy Brian Alvarez reported on Twitter. That's like Asuka and who else? I mean, as far as like that's currently on TV. I mean, they're going to have to incorporate Liv Morgan more. They're going to have to sign uh, Diona. They're going to have to uh, incorporate Ember Moon, who's really good, but has I don't think has appeared. On, I don't think she's appeared on TV yet. You know, maybe a Pey- Peyton Royce and, and, and Billy Kay. So they got a few girls there. But the only one that's actually had any TV time that's been built up that's not on the verge of being called up is Asuka. And who knows? She's yeah. so talented, maybe she will be called up soon. Yeah, she should be, no doubt. So we had Bailey sell a little bit. She got attacked by Charlotte and 
Dana Brooke, Bailey mounted a comeback, tagging the Sasha. They went back and forth, back and forth. This was a pretty good match. Crowd was really hot. I wouldn't say it was anything spectacular, but Bailey had her had her good spots there. I was hoping Bailey would hit the belly to Bailey from uh, on, on um, Dana Brooke or, or Charlotte, but I think Dana Brooke would have made more sense. Instead, it was Sasha Banks tapping out Charlotte, and that also made sense because that finally sets up their long-awaited match at SummerSlam, where hopefully, presumably, Sasha Banks finally wins the WWE Women's Championship. No disrespect to Charlotte. Great-looking girl. Good competitor. Solid wrestler. But she is not, I think, at the level that WWE wants her to be or is pretending that she is at. And uh, Dana Brooke, whew. Well, it's time for a change, too. Yeah, well, yeah. Dana Brooke, not not really yeah. ready for, for prime time. So, I mean, yeah. I've compared Charlotte to this person before. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a much better worker than Charlotte. But it's, it's very similar in a sense that they're both heavily pushed. They're both good-looking. They both kind of fit, like, the mold that Daddy B would want, you know, in, in a wrestler, male or female. But, you know, they're not as over as their push. And even though, you know, they have their, their flashes of good stuff in the ring and, and at times of Roman Reigns' brilliance in the ring, you know, they're not at the level of some other guys. And, again, Roman Reigns, I think, is a very good worker. Charlotte, she's all right. It's almost like she, you know, she has the name. And she comes across almost as, I mean, I don't know her personally. I've never met her. But... Like, I have the name, I'm privileged, and that's it. Well, and that's, I'm not saying she her... doesn't work hard. Like, I agree with you. I think she does, but it comes across that way a little bit. Well, so that's her wrestling personality. But as far as right. her, I mean, I mean, well, I, I mean, I've heard Ashley Flair is actually a really nice person. And, again, it's not that he gets hurt. It's just, right. you know, I'm calling it like I see it. Like, is she better than Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks right now and Bailey? Like, no, she's not. Or Asuka? You know, then again, not a lot of women are. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're going to push her that hard – you might or push a woman that hard. You might as well give the title to somebody that can really run with it for a while and can have really good matches. And I, I think that's Sasha Banks. She hasn't lit the world on fire on the main roster yet. You know, she's had, she had that awesome match at WrestleMania with Charlotte and Becky. She's had a couple of good you know TV matches with Paige here and there. I don't think they've really let her loose yet. So hopefully, once she presumably wins the title at SummerSlam. They could kind of just unleash her. She could go on an awesome wrestling barrage. We'll see. We'll it would be see. awesome to see her and Bailey at WrestleMania do what they did last year at TakeOver. Oh, God. Or even a Fatal 4-Way with the Four Horsewomen. Yeah, although after what happened to poor Becky tonight. Oh, God. We'll get to that. Yeah, we, we, we will. But, yeah. And, and then afterwards, Bailey t- teased the hug with Sasha. Sasha was like, nah. And then they hugged and crowd popped. And you can tell it was a nice emotional moment for the two. And Absolutely. It was just yeah. nice to see. I just listened to Bailey's uh, interview with Jericho. And she came off so down to earth and likable. And by the way, I'm wearing my Bailey t-shirt for those that didn't notice. It just kind of chroma keys the, the yellow text. So that's why you can't well. see it. Well, but, well, you know, let's yeah. hope WWE Creative takes notice of the pop she got, the reaction from the fans, and and realizes, you know, hey, she has something. You know, she might not be, you know, as we said the other night, you know, their mold. You know, she might not be that swimsuit model type, but who cares? You know, she can go in the ring, and, and that's, you know, she gets over with the fans. Exactly. Really she connects, and she draws money. And, you know, that, that comment that I got for those that didn't tune into our uh, draft recap, I did get a comment from somebody that used to be involved, uh, you know, with with WWE, and and let's just say was very close to the creative process. And they told me that uh, Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn are not kind sometimes when it comes to discussing the women on the roster, and they're very blunt. And it, you look at Charlotte and Dana Brooke, and you think about, oh, well, does WWE have a certain standard for women? 
you know, a standard that's almost an impossible standard. Kind of like society in, in some ways sometimes with media and sure. everything like that. And uh, the answer was yes. And the way it was described to me was uh, a lot worse than, than the way I'm explaining it to you guys right now. But, uh, you know, here, here's hoping that they give her a chance. And, and here's hoping, you know what, that she goes to SmackDown. Because I, I think she could work really well with Ava Marie and all these like inexperienced girls like Carmella and Alexa Bliss and everybody yeah. and, and and she even talked about it on, on talk to talk to Jericho. She said, you know, I, I like working with the younger girls because in the the experienced inexperienced girls because it, it makes me a better performer. It makes me more well rounded and it shows that the company can trust me. And you know, maybe maybe she'll do that on SmackDown. Quite frankly, Raw doesn't need another talent like that. And <laughs> yeah, she needs to go to SmackDown. Exactly, but th- but then again, what do you do with the women's title then? Well, it, it, you know, hopefully, the thought would be that the major titles, not counting the US and IC, they say brand specific, are rotated. And you know, Dean Ambrose can stay on SmackDown if he loses the belt, he stays on SmackDown. Okay, while he's the champion, he he goes all around. The negative with that is house shows are going to suffer because. They're just going to suffer. It's just the way it is with yeah, the no main title. title. But if you look at some of the live results, I know a couple of the smaller towns, you know, the main event's been like a fatal four-way for the U.S. title with Rusev, Kalisto, Zane, and Owens. So they can do it. If they do it right, it works. I mean, you know, you put the IC title on John Cena, you, you could you – now know, he's not doing house shows, you know, as much anymore. But in theory, you could put that. on, say, like Randy Orton. You AJ know Styles or Orton. Exactly. Yeah. You could do that. Um you could, but I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, especially with the fact that they're going to have either. they're going to have multiple pay per views per month. I mean, well, my yeah. my big my big thing was you know I tweeted it out too a little tease. I think Stephanie tomorrow night is going to come out on Raw and devalue Dean Ambrose and devalue that title and say, well, you know what, you're on SmackDown and that's all well and good. We're just going to make up our own champion, basically saying, you know, Dean, you're just whatever. Well, she can say what she wants. At the end of the day, the fans remember the results, and the fans uh, saw what they saw with their own two eyes. So I understand, but when yeah. Stephanie comes out and says we're going to create our, our, you know, our own Raw title, then what does that mean for you know? It, it just doesn't do anything for Dean. It doesn't uh, well, do you know what? Well, I think it does, honestly, I think it does more for Dean, and, and it does nothing for Seth and Roman because they both got pinned by the SmackDown champion. And if Seth and I, Roman are in the finals of the what we assume is going to be a tournament for that vacant title, it's essentially. In some ways, the battle of the losers. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it's interesting because we all thought it was going to be AJ and Cena for the SmackDown title at SummerSlam, which I guess it still could be, of course, because it's WWE yeah. and you know how they feel about you know Cena. So you know, we'll see how that goes. But hopefully, Ambrose carries it. I would love to see Ambrose and AJ at SummerSlam. I, think I would, would love to awesome. see Ambrose have a long reign like CM Punk had. Only difference is he'd actually be in the main main events of pay per views, but. You know, you do have AJ Styles on SmackDown. You do have John Cena. I would like to see AJ eventually get a run with that title. But Dean Ambrose, I would just... He, he's kind of hot right now. Nowhere near as hot as he was before. But he has momentum. Give him some steam. I tweeted this idea before earlier today on Twitter, at Fred Ricciani, if you guys want to follow me. I said that I think Dean should retain the title, which he did tonight. And I think that in order to really get him over and, and to cement him as a top guy, right is to have him wrestle John Cena at Wrestle at me, at WrestleMania SummerSlam and pin him clean and have John Cena afterwards endorse him since you know Cena's not going to be on the house shows he's probably not going to be on every pay-per-view look I know John Cena loves WWE I know he says he's never going to leave I'm sure he will always be involved with WWE in some capacity but the poor guy has been wrestling for god knows how many years 
tons of injuries. He just inked a deal to create new reality programming with this production company. He's getting all these hosting gigs. He's getting movie gigs. At some point, his body and mind's going to say, you know what? Let's pull back a little bit. You know, we saw another thing I noticed. John Cena's balding. Doesn't that make you feel old? When John C- when you see John Cena with a bald spot. And he's one of those wrestlers that's aged pretty well over the years. I mean, it, at some point you got to pass the torch. And I think on SmackDown, it would be the perfect moment for John Cena to do that at SummerSlam. Get pinned by Dean Ambrose, have a great match, give Cena, you know, the the farewell for now or something. Maybe let him lay low for a little bit. Have him come back. Well, let's assume that they end up doing a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. I haven't seen, like, the full schedule for, like, the new pay-per-views or whatever. But let's assume that in October they still want to do some type of Hell in a Cell deal. What's a perfect matchup for Cena to return to to fight a guy at Hell in a Cell? AJ Styles. No club. Yeah. Hell in a Cell. Or some type of stipulation. Makes sense to me. Yeah, and we'll keep this in mind. If you go with your theory, John Cena has lost at SummerSlam, what, five years in a row now. So Has he? Yeah. Let's, yes, see. He lo- let's see. He lost he lo- to uh, CM Punk in 2011, Punk in 2012, Brian in 2013, 2014 he lost. He got destroyed by Brock. 2015. Seth Rollins. You're right. Wow. Man, so, he's, he's got like the, the Rock's WrestleMania record. But here's the issue. If, if Ambrose d- goes out and beats Cena – there's nobody else for him at that point. Yeah, you're because, right. I mean, unfortunately, they're not going to build AJ up to say, oh, well, AJ's bigger than Roman, Seth, and Cena, and he beat Dean. I think they I will. Don't think, I would hope they would. Now, again, if, if, if they were smart, I think what they should have done was put Kevin Owens on SmackDown maybe and gave him a run or give AJ the – you know, there's not enough heels on SmackDown right now for Dean to have any worthy feud. I would say do it with The Miz – but they kind of did that a little bit for a couple weeks ago, and it meant nothing. And mm-hmm. just because Miz is at least IC champion, so in theory he's the next guy in line, even though you know we're not in the '80s anymore. I yeah. understand I mean, the that. '80s mentality. But, yeah, the IC champion is next. But in you know, line. but yeah. I mean, who else is there? That's the problem. I mean, uh, you know, I know Randy Orton goes heel. I don't see that happening, but I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. know. It's it is, it is tough. I mean, I I'm tempted to keep the title on Dean for a while. I think it's been so long since we've had a champion that people actually like, and that mm-hmm. people want to see succeed. You know, or somebody that's a heel that's secretly a babyface. I think it'd be nice. And yeah, you're right. You know, may, maybe they they could hold off. May, you know, maybe they can hold off. Maybe they could hold off Dean and Cena for WrestleMania. I don't know if they can though. That's no, the, that's man. the thing. I I don't know. I don't know if they can. That's why I think. You don't know what's going to happen with Cena and his schedule. I'm sure back in the day, WWE and fans and people backstage assumed that, oh, you know, Rock's doing a few movies, but he's going to be back. And I'm not saying Cena's going to get to the level of The Rock, but John Cena's doing pretty damn well for himself right now. So while you have the time, you might as well do Cena versus Ambrose. You need you need to make stars now. You know what I mean? You yeah. could wait till the, the next WrestleMania. But by that point, who the hell knows where Dean Ambrose is at? Who the hell knows where the brand extension's at? I mean, the time is now. You know, and not who to the hell knows if John Cena is healthy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's why I, th- I mean, I'm not one to rush booking and rush feuds or anything like that. But this is the time. Well, this is the time it. to make you SmackDown. Do you got to go all in. If Dean Ambrose is your guy for SmackDown, you got to go all in. I don't care if he has to feud with uh, the the Miz for one pay per view main event. I don't care if he has to beat uh, you know. Big Show or whoever. I mean, Big Show's on a Raw. Whatever. You know, why know. not just Think have him beat Bray at this? You know, for one pay-per-view, have him beat Bray. Why not? 
Be I know Greg, they've done it before, Baron but Corbin, better than the Miz. Yeah. You know, if, uh, you, if you actually build up Baron Corbin and, and instead of putting him in long matches with Dolph Ziggler, maybe just have him squash people like he did in NXT for three months, they've, they've maybe you'll get over. This again. Yeah. So we'll see. It, yeah. It, there's more. Look, there's more talent to come. We know that's going to happen. Absolutely. It'll be interesting. I would just get. I would just let Dean beat guys for a while, build sure. up your heels. You know what? You want to do something where AJ eventually wins the title at the end of the year, screws over Dean. Do it. Do it. Hell, I would just. Get, if if Dean stays over, and if Dean does okay, and if the and if the SmackDown ratings are pretty good, assuming that all things are created equal, which they're not, and you know, and, and SmackDown gets the same love as Raw. Okay, if if ratings are fine. If ratings are good by USA Network standards, just keep the title on Dean. When they go down, when you see somebody getting momentum, say to do a trade with Kevin Owens, say AJ Styles gets more momentum, say you see Cena you know, drawing bigger than, than, than Ambrose after a while, then you know what? You can change the title. But for now, I think you got to go all in on Dean Ambrose. And actually, let's get back to a recap here. We got a little yeah. off track. But hey, we got to make some points and we're having a free-flowing convo here. That's the beauty of it. By the way, I want to shout out some people that are watching us live right now. Feeny Ratza. Scott Anderson, I know you're you're talking to some people. I hope I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Racer ten twenty nine. Let's see, Justin Reside, Telvin Kipapa, Jeremy Bowers, GTA the Bomb, bunch of people watching right now. So we greatly appreciate it. We also appreciate our podcast listeners. And just a quick programming note: not only are we on SoundCloud.com/slash/TSCNews for all your podcast needs when it comes to streaming and downloading, but we're on iTunes. We just got on Google Play. We're on Player.fm, and now we're on Stitcher. So all you got to do is search TSC News, search Fred Ricciani, and we got you covered in all ways to listen to TSC News. I, I just want to say before we go on to the next match, I, I've just you've just proven my age because I have no idea what half of those things were. Well, that, that's why you have me. So that is why I have you. Yes, it's all good. We had Rusev beat Zack Ryder. This match was okay. Ryder got a pretty decent ovation in DC. Uh, Ryder almost won the title, but he he got a little cocky. He hit the Broski boot, or no, he hit the uh, rough, rider. rough Rider, excuse me. And then he went to the top, was going to do the elbow, but Rusev blocked it. Locked in the accolade, pulled him all the way back. That's nasty when he does Yeah, that. it looks great. And then, and then Ryder had to tap out. So well, Ryder almost broke it. He, he almost did. broke it. He did, no, but then Rusev no. leaned back. So he he beat up Ryder afterwards. And who should come out for the save but the newest SmackDown draft pick from NXT and the most annoying man alive, it Mojo Rawley. Is it his hometown? It's his hometown, yes. Mojo Rawley. <sighs> Mojo Raleigh. Now, I've heard. Mo- I think Mojo Raleigh is actually Lebanese. So if he ends up doing well, I will be willing to claim him on behalf of my Lebanese American friends. But for now, the jury is out. But he came out. He was hyped. He, <laughs> he was shaking. He was screaming. He said, "Come on, bro! Come on, bro!" And, and some other things that, that were in. Pretty much that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and Rusev was just like, "Dude, I squashed you in NXT. I'm getting out of here." And he walked out of the ring. Yeah, he uh, wasn't the greatest of debuts, all things considered. Um, the crowd was what they were for him. He was hype. I can't be a fan of him because he's a Philly. He, he's a, a friend of Rob Gronkowski, and that just doesn't work for me. So, well, you're a Jets fan. I'm a Giants that fan. That's why doesn't work for me either. Plus, that like is- I said before, his Snapchat name is Mojo Sixty Nine. Yeah. Well, he's got. He's a grown hype. ass man. He's got to stay and hype, bro. He's a grown ass man. He still thinks Sixty Nine jokes are funny. Well, they are kind of. <laughs> in the right situations, but not <laughs> tweeting about <laughs> 69. Uh, 
Well, oh, look, okay. on the good side, it looks like the Hype Bros are going to be a team, which SmackDown definitely could, I guess, use some more teams instead of having some singles guys, True. I suppose, even though I did say the roster was thin. Better to put Mojo in a team than have him as a singles guy. So, True. True. Yeah. We yeah. um, had the six man as well, which was actually after the uh, the U.S. The, uh, title match. Yeah, why? No, 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 no. It was in between the the U.S. title match and the uh, the one the women's match. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. It was okay. Match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wyatt's beat the tag team champions the new day. It was a non-title match, even though they're both three man teams. Bray pinned Xavier Woods. Xavier acted like he was scared of Bray for a little while, and then kind of mustered up the courage to try to take him out, but he got hit with his sister Abigail. This is all right. Um, finish was a little surprising considering the Wyatt family's <laughs> broken up for the most part. Eric Rowan and Bray are on SmackDown and Braun Strowman and his newly renewed push are on Raw. Yeah, and you did hear JBL say, imagine what Braun Strowman can do now that he's unleashed from the Wyatt family. Oh you God. did catch that, I hope. I mean, I'll give the guy credit. He lost a lot of weight. You know, he's, he's been looking good physically. But He did do a horrible spot there when he went to give the boots. I think it was Big E. Or no, maybe it was Kofi in the corner, and you know Kofi ducked out of the way, and he kind of had to push himself over the rope instead of just kind of going out of it natural. So, wasn't really a big fan of that. Oh God. And and I wasn't really a big fan. I know you're going to talk about this, but I'm going to cut you off and say it anyway. Um, Biggie Langston needs to stop with that spear spot real fast. Oh yeah. my God. He, I think he just want he wants to keep doing it until he breaks his shoulder or or worse breaks his neck. I mean seriously. I don't know how somebody can't just pull him aside and say, Biggie, don't do that. Like, I, I know these guys have some free will, and I know it's a spot he prefers to do, but somebody with a conscience backstage in WWE, some producer has to pull him aside and say, listen, you big son of a bitch, stop doing the spear through the ropes. And if you're going to do it, do it on big matches like SummerSlam and WrestleMania. Not every single, well, not every single match, but he does it in a lot of the matches. And Jesus, I mean, he's he a big like guy, too. Tonight. He's a big guy, too. And landing on your shoulder, on your head, that's not good for you. They, they banned the curb stomp because of all these concussion lawsuits. But he could still, but Biggie is still allowed to do his reckless spear off the apron. I guess their thought is when he hits it, it looks cool. When he hits it, it looks cool. But yeah, and when he hits his head and gets a concussion, it's not going to be cool. Or breaks his neck. Yeah, well, yeah when, it, when his bump card finally expires and he Fs himself up. Like oh. it almost did for Sami Zayn. She, oh, God. There are way too... Here, here is a, a, th- a reoccurring theme in, in this show. There are way too many super kicks. I'm not trying to sound like an old man. I'm just saying there are way too many super kicks in, in different matches. They should be limited to like you know one or two matches. And... We had way too many damn apron spots. Yes. Now and botches. Well, this one from from Biggie wasn't necessarily an apron apron spot. It was a spear off the apron. But we had bumps on the apron, which you would think after for any ROH fans I remember was it BJ Whitmer that broke his neck on the apron a couple years ago. Yeah. In ROH apron spot. Yeah, but the rumor is WWE is encouraging them because of ROH doing them. I heard that like a year ago. I don't know. Right, if that's and that's the when they started doing them though. Yeah. Yeah, but BJ B- Whitmer breaks his freaking neck, and hey, let's 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 do it. Hardest part of the ring. Oh, great concussion lawsuit. Who cares? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, just a concussion. They'll be fine. Yeah, that's I guess their thought. Yeah, I don't know about that, but it's it was reckless. So Wyatt's got the win. It was an okay match. I saw this match at MSG with a different result. New Day got the win. It was all right. You know, I, I mean, I think this one was a little bit better than M- the MSG match, only because of the fact that. Uh, Xavier Woods kind of went wild, which was cool. 
And, you know, there was a surprise finish. But I don't think it made any sense for a New Day to lose, though. Well, it's good that at least Bray got a win. I that's, mean, that's true. That's nice. That's true. They're, they're a diamond a dozen for him. We had Sami Zayn take on Kevin Owens. This might have been... I, I think this was the best match of the night, actually. Compared oh, yeah. To triple Absolutely. Threat. I mean, Absolutely. there was a triple threat, but... Uh, and I think this is unfair to the triple threat because it started so late and the crowd was tired. But this match right here was excellent. A WWE match of the year candidate. I don't give a damn about anybody who wants to compare this to the G1. Nothing against New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. Oh, maybe we'll, oh, you know, this match with Tanahashi. Shut up. Okay. This match was great. Go out of your way to watch it if you haven't seen it. Owens, Zayn, this was great. Great friends, better enemies. Epic storyline. Epic storytelling. Oh, my phenomenal. God. I saw it Friday night at the live event in Newark. Even I saw one of their matches, and it was great. Both guys are huge stars. I mean, no doubt about it. This this was there. excellent. And it started off a little slow. Like, I'd say, like, from beginning to the middle, it was below par of, of previous Sami okay. Zayn and Kevin, yeah. Kevin Owens matches. Something was kind of missing. And then they turned it up. <laughs> and they beat the hell out of each other. Uh, there was a there – was there, what was the apron spot? In this Sammy match. was gonna do the uh, uh the flip. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, you know, what's called it's split legged moonsault, right? It, was, like, well, it wasn't the split legged, but yeah, basically, kind of like a split legged moonsault. And he landed more. I guess you're supposed to land more on your thigh, uh, the hamstring area. He landed more on his butt area on the rope. And when he fell back, I, I mean, I I guess thankfully the ap- he hit the apron, not the floor. He hit and the thankfully apron, Owens, Kevin Owens right there. Yeah, he hit the apron. Kevin Owens caught him a little bit and. It looked bad. Sammy could have uh, yeah. broken. He looked head. like he might have been in some pain for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a- absolutely. Well, he was in some pain, but absolutely, you know, it could have been a lot worse. But we had everything in this match: blue thunder bombs, cannonballs by by Kevin Owens, brawling on the outside. We had the Don Fry Yoshiro Takayama spot for any MMA fans that are familiar with that fight. Just kept beating the hell out of each other. It it was great, and we had a great great finishing sequence. Man, it was. I mean, it was epic. I mean, Sami Zayn got it, got his foot on the ropes after a pop-up power bomb. Kevin Owens kicked out of the Huluva kick. It was he kicked out of the Blue Thunder bomb as well. Uh, there was a cool spot where uh, where Sammy hit the suplex, and and so he hit the suplex on, on Owens. Owens flipped over, tried to go at him. Sammy hit it again into the bottom turnbuckle. Hit him with not one Huluva kick, but two. And when he hit the first one. Crowd went nuts. Owens is just dazed, confused, drooling he was out. on Sammy. He's like this. Oh, it was a great and, 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 and it was great storytelling because Sammy just looks at him, and that's his former best friend. The, the, the man that should have been happy for him, but instead took away his WWE dream. And, and, he, and he just threw him back into the corner, ran back to his, hit another Huluva kick, one, two, three. Just incredible. Incredible match. And, and what an ending. I mean, I wish this took place at SummerSlam or WrestleMania, but still. What an yeah. ending, for now, since they're both on the same brand, to an incredible feud that has spanned multiple promotions across the independents yeah. to NXT and now the WWE main roster. Just amazing. This match should have been at WrestleMania. The I'm sorry I love you from WrestleMania 24 meme is pretty cool that that's on there, too. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was awesome. Of course, again, in classic WWE form, when the triple threat main event was going on and they showed the Raw locker room, there's Sami Zayn in the second row, and who's three rows behind him? 
Kevin Owens. So I, I didn't even notice their, that. I was yeah, a- so I guess they put their differences aside for for the mat for the greater good. Yeah, that was that was a little. Uh. <laughs> you know, you gotta you know. Little things, man. That's all. No, that's true. You know, I mean, this is something Andrew Goldstein, former WWE writer, who's been on the show a bunch of times. He's talking about is the the biggest difference he sees between the time he was there and Court Bauer was there and a few other guys in the mid two thousands, and now uh, quality control nowhere near as much. A lot of things lost through, you know, slipped through the cracks. Usos hoisting up Dean Ambrose, you know, little things like that. But you know what? Maybe that could be a precursor to a Roman Reigns heel turn. Maybe that'll maybe he'll finally snap. <laughs> That's yeah. You know, his family turned on him. His best friend turned on him. He has nobody. Fans hate him. A, couldn't find a razor for the past month. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> we had Natalia and Becky Lynch, unfortunately, have to follow this match. Oof. I, I saw this match at MSG. It was okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of both women, but not a big fan of the storyline because it is the stereotypical all women hate each other WWE storyline. And poor Becky Lynch got submitted by Natalia. And I don't know if this is punishment because at Comic-Con, she made comments uh, which was answering questions. They were asking her, like, what would you change in a women's division or what are your thoughts on a Divas Revolution? And she essentially went on an epic rant, burying the Divas Revolution, saying, you know, we, we should be equal. You know, it should be special for women to be uh, wrestling, per se. You know, we should be treated at the same level as the men. Kind of like NXT. You know, be yeah. seen at the same level as the men. You know, and I'd like to be involved in the storylines that don't involve me getting turned on by, by a best friend or us hating each other or whatnot. And, you know, let, let's, let's just do it. You know, we don't need to put a label on it or anything. Just, you know, put us on the same footing as the men, which I thought was wonderful. But I figured I'd get her in trouble with the office. And she did have this pay-per-view match. She did get on the show. Uh, but they were put in the death slot, and she tapped out. So I don't know if that means that Becky and Natalia are going to continue to feud or this is punishment, and Becky Lynch is being sent to the Sea Show Purgatory, which hopefully is not the case. Although, you know what? I'd rather have her have great matches with the people like Naomi, or at least decent matches with people wow. like Naomi and Alicia Fox and some other people than constantly lose all the time on she TV. She will probably be on Superstars Wrestling Alexa Bliss. That'd actually be a good match. At least it yeah, won't but lose. it'll be on Superstars and... Becky is going to lose, you know. But oh, God. Well, you never, you never Basically, know. what Becky Lynch did, it, to, to put it in, like, baseball terms, is she cut up the alternate uniforms. <laughs> I don't know so, about that. Oh, come on. Chris Sale reference. I don't know about that. I mean, listen, she was being truthful, and she was, you know, she made sense. Yeah. But it wasn't the smartest politically. That That is for sure. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh, but anyway. Man. So not much to say in this match. Natty's been a lot better. Becky's been a lot better. And, yeah, uh, yeah they, were, they, were, they were put in a position to not really get over. It was kind of just to bring the crowd down and then bring them back up. And Ninth Wonder, a.k.a. Sky Doll Sky on Twitter, says, I can't get behind Natalia. Yeah, I saw her at the house show Friday night, and she was trying to be a heel, but it was just like she couldn't do it. It was hard. It's like, she was trying to interact with the fans, and yeah, it was just like And she's she so likable, too, on Total Divas. Yeah. It's hard to, to hate her. Yeah, we had Miz who who came out with this awesome mask with with Maurice uh, shades of eyes wide shut. shut. For for anybody that's younger that that has never seen that movie, it is an erotic movie with Tom Cruise and his former wife Nicole Kidman. I think it was actually was this Stanley Kubrick's last film? It was. It's a little confusing of a movie. Be eighteen to watch it at least. Yes. Um, it was the funny spot in that was when they came out to the ring. Maurice took her mask off to kiss the Miz, and Miz forgot to take his off. <laughs> 
Now, that was kind of funny. And Ms. and uh, Maurice had a, an amazing uh, looking singlet. That's that's all I'll say. Her her outfit game has uh, stepped up. It's 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 been great. And yeah, for for those that play video games, have played Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, Miz and Maurice kind of had the masks that they they wear in uh, Val Royale in, in Dragon Age Inquisition. I don't know if anybody's still playing that, but I'm currently playing that now, and I've maybe sunk in. I don't know, like 30 hours into that game. I'm not sure where my life has gone, but it's a, it's a fun game. If you have EA Access on Xbox One or if you see it on sale on PC and PS4, pick it up. It's, it's, it's a great game, oldie but goodie. So we had Miz take on Darren Young, who's accompanied by Bob Backlund, the same Bob Backlund that once yelled at me without yelling at me at, at this expo because I was filming and you know it was a media event, and but he didn't like me filming and... He, he said, uh, you know, you should have asked. And I was like, I'm sorry, Mr. Backlund. He's like, you should have asked. I'm like, I'm sorry, Mr. Backlund. He's like, you should have asked. I'm like, I'll delete the footage, Mr. Backlund. It's okay. Thank you, Mr. Backlund. But you should have asked. That's the abbreviated version of the story. But he he was a weird dude then. He's still a weird dude now. But he's also a legend, and he, he's great. And he was very animated at ringside. This match is okay. It's very hard to care about Darren Young. It was hard to care about him in 2010. It's hard to care about him in 2016. I cannot believe Darren Young has been in the WWE for six years. Crazy. Crazy. So, Darren Young, Miz, back and forth match. It was all right. You know, technically it wasn't bad. It's just it's Darren Young and nothing against Darren Young, but they really haven't given us an opportunity to, to truly care about Darren Young. They had those weird vignettes with Bob Backlund, and I was waiting for them to kind of build him up over time, you know, may, maybe culminate at SummerSlam or at Clash of Champions, which is replacing Night of Champions, or one of these other B pay-per-views. But instead, they kind of rushed him. He he had a, a slip on a banana peel win in the Battle Royal without eliminating anybody. He he did pin the Miz, or, and I th- actually, he, I think he pinned the Miz, he made the miss tap, tap out, out. The wing, and he pinned Del Rio. Okay, that's right. He, he pinned Del Rio. He tapped out the Miz, but man, I mean, it, a couple weeks it's, is hard to get over a guy that hasn't been utilized well in a number of years. And so Bob Backlund confronted Maurice. Maurice slapped him. Bob Backlund sold this and it popped right back up. Maurice pretended that Bob Backlund hit her, and the bad thing was the referee was in plain sight. He was looking right at them. It was botched. And then Darren Young came outside. Miz came outside. Uh, Bob Backlund ripped off his shirt while still wearing his suspenders. This <laughs> that dude, was awesome. This dude's 67 years old. He's great. And Miz decked him. Darren Young hit him in a cro- hit Miz with a crossface chicken win and locked it in. And double count out. And then, and then Darren Young looks at his hands like they're deadly weapons. Yeah. So, These hands, wow. you know, you know what? Instead of making Darren Young great again when he was never great, his new gimmick should just be these hands, <laughs> these hands, like that, like like the meme, like that, 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 that should be his gimmick. He should just be like, uh-huh. Miz, you're gonna get these hands. Well, That's maybe it. Him and R- maybe him and RVD should have a match where he can't use his hands and RVD can't use his feet. Oh God. Just I, I tweeted this earlier, but Bob Backlund scares me more than Bray Wyatt ever would. <laughs> he is a scary man. Oh I didn't realize God. he's missing a tooth either. Yeah, I don't know, but it, but it, it works for him. It, yeah, it, 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 I, it, I was waiting for somebody from the back, a producer, to come out from the back and take him away. I really thought he just kind of went off there. <laughs> I really did. Which, oh, at, real quick side note, made me mad because Darren Young team was Zack Ryder Friday at the house show, and they beat the Ascension out of all teams, and there was no Bob Backlund. Really? 
very upset about and, that. And lucky you. You not only got to see uh, Darren Young and, and Zach Ryder team up, you got to see the shining stars. Beat Jack Swagger and Sin Cara. You know you're at a B-level, C-level house That's show. That's D-level house show, brother. When the shining stars are wrestling yeah, and winning. Kind of cool promo. Oh God! Dude, we we yeah. Well, the interesting side note to that was when it was reported, you know, after Friday, was Aiden English wrestled alone because Simon Gotch, I guess he got beat up by Sincara. He, he Gotch got. He, so yeah, he, he Gotch got. Yeah, and and you know what? And he or he got Gotched. You know? <laughs> yeah, got Gotch. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah and, and Sincara now is four and zero in backstage uh, fights. Uh, Unico, not 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 the real yes, Sincara. Yes, yes. No, he would have botched and hurt his finger. Yeah, exactly. He would have tried to. Actually, you know what? I think Sinkara may have tried to fight Unico. Who knows? He probably did. He yeah. probably did, and probably just punched the air by accident and slipped. You know, because he he botches things. But yeah, no. yeah Unico's a tough. You, you know what? Screw Sinkara. Can we get rid of that gimmick? I just want tough guy Unico. Oh like, yes. Yeah. Side note: Sinkara came out with the trampoline. By the way. Did he? Because yeah, yeah, they brought the trampoline out and, oh, wow. at the house show. Yeah, it was. You know yeah. what? Just just unmask him. Have Unico come out with the bicycle again. Have people ma- have like these big dudes bring back Great Kali. Have people make fun of him for riding a bicycle to the ring, and then just beat people up. Why don't you just put Great Kali on like a unicycle then? If you're gonna make it a comedy show, might as well. Okay, cool. Might might as well. Oh, which the Usos beat the club by the way in the opening match. So you know it's good to see the club doing good on house shows. Yeah, well they also beat yeah they also beat the club at MSG too. Uh yeah. I mean it's a shame. The club is really good though live. I will admit that. No, they're really. Yeah, I don't know how they were with the MSG. Obviously, it's a big. They're really good. No, no. Carl Anderson is is an awesome wrestler. Very very solid worker. Luke Gallus is all right too. You know I don't say he's anything spectacular, but him and and Anderson just mesh so well and. Team, they're very yeah. good. To, yeah, and, and they get, and they play the crowd good. Yeah, and Anderson's great. I mean, he's a damn good singles performer, but a great tag team wrestler. Really, really is. He was great with with Giant Bernard, Tensai, whatever you want to call him in Japan. And he's yeah, he's he's pretty awesome with Gallus. It's kind of it. It's still amazing to me how these guys have gone to New Japan and ROH and now WWE intact. It's it's New yeah. 2016 is weird. It is very weird. We had John Cena, Enzo Amore, and Big Cass. Speaking of weird. Defeat AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. And in the club's final match together, for now, because the club's going to Raw and AJ's going to SmackDown. I wouldn't have broken him up, but whatever. And it, the pinfall came when John Cena hit the AA on AJ Styles off the top rope. But before that, John Cena got a little overzealous, I think. Hit an AA on AJ, and AJ landed on his side. Well, that was the, that was the finishing one. No, no, Off no, the no. second rope. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, the other one. No, there was another one. But before okay, that. I saw the finish. I must have missed that. I saw the finishing one when AJ landed on his hip. I didn't. That looked like no. His he hip landed on his hip in the in the with with the regular AA. No, that was okay. Either way, he but, took yeah. two AAs. One of them, I'm pretty sure, was the first one he landed really badly, and it looked like the ref was checking on him. And you were tweeting that he need he might need a hip pointer. Well, that was after the second one. I thought okay. Okay, either way. Either way, they were both bad. Let's he needs to check way. his hips out. He needs some ice. He needs some DDP yoga. This guy came into WWE earlier this year with a bad back. Oh, my God. Yeah, much better, yeah. Jeez. And, and, and if you factor in the bumps that he took uh, in with the Roman Reigns matches, yeah. Jesus. Now, the only, the only thing I have to say about this match, which I didn't like, was, as we talked about with the six-man with the, uh, the Wyatts and, and uh, the New Day, Xavier Woods, you know, ate his spinach and took on the big men. Well, in this match, there was a moment when John Cena was taken out, when AJ was taken out. I believe AJ was taken out, and yeah. 
and Cass was taken out, and who was left in the ring? It was Enzo, Enzo versus Gallows and Anderson. Sure, you know what? I didn't, now, granted, I didn't Gallows, that. Uh, Anderson isn't the big man, but you know he fought he fought the big guys. You know, so they kind of did the same thing twice there, which you, wasn't. You know what? I, I didn't even notice that. It's a really good observation because that's the one thing people are thinking. Oh, you don't like super kicks and matches or apron spots? Well, I don't like apron spots because they're dangerous. But if you do them, you know, once in a blue moon, big match, okay. But yeah, we saw so many apron spots tonight. We had so many super kicks. We even had Luke Gallows hit a super kick for God's sakes. Ugh, and and then yeah, you're you're right. The, the Enzo Moray Xavier Woods thing. Yep. It was literally the same thing. I never I didn't even think about that. But yep. it worked for the crowd. It well. was just you know a little repetitive. And before the match, Enzo cut this epic promo. Oh my God, that's go, why it worked for the crowd. By the way, yes, go out of your way to see. I mean, an epic promo in the sense that. Some of his material was really good. Some of it was just so odd that it worked. Yes, it was br- it was brutal in some ways, but he made it work. It was in a way. I mean, I know it's kind of blasphemous to compare anybody to The Rock, but it's like it reminded me a lot of The Rock in a sense that The Rock could say anything, even if it made no sense, like llama penis or whatever the hell Rock said before, seen as lady parts, and it works because it's The Rock. And some of this material talking about don't eat yellow snow and, and whatever when it's the summer and it was just 93 degrees here in Jersey. It, it, it just worked. Washington, D.C., me with Cena. Yeah, it was just. It just uh, worked. So yeah. I, I can't repeat everything. Just go out of your way to watch this. This was just an incredible ma- manipulation of the crowd by Enzo Amore. So weird, yeah. It was just. some. You know, you know what? I get, I get people all the time to ask me, you know, why is this guy over? Why, why is the New Day over? The New Day's ridiculous. Enzo's ridiculous. But you know what? Sometimes things just work, and you can't explain it. And you don't know how long it's going to have a shelf life. We know the New Day's been going strong for a year now. We don't know about, about Enzo More, what his shelf life is with, with this shtick. But we know that he's been a big star in NXT for a long time. And now he's a pretty big star in the main roster and has been a big is, star since he got there. First day. The, Enzo and Cass might be, correct me if I'm wrong, they might be the only gimmick really from the quote-unquote new NXT that's gotten over on the main roster. Um. Well, no. Well, Sami Zayn. Well, Sami Zayn also technically had that match with John Cena to introduce him to the masses. You know, a year ago, yeah. and he okay. had the Kevin and Owens, Owens thing. a little bit. Uh, you know, but I, I. Well, how that's, about, you know what? As far as act, their own guys. You know what? As far as novel, as far as novelty act, that's a homegrown NXT thing compared right. to Adam Rose, compared to Emma, like right. Enzo and Cass. Man, they and yeah. Bailey too. The ovation Bailey, that Bailey yes, got. Bailey too, yes. The ovation that Enzo and Cass got since they debuted. Yeah. I mean, man. Give Triple H his props. He's he's done something special with NXT. He really has. And yeah. Enzo was great here. And and John Cena with his bald spot put him over and said Enzo More. And then Big Cass cut a promo. And yeah. believe it or not, I mean, I, I maybe I'm out of line here, but Big Cass was smoother on the mic than he's been in, in a long time. He was good. He was um, good. And yeah. dare I say, and granted, it is comedy. It's not like he's wrestling John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. But is it wrong to say that already, in the right situations, Big Cass might already be a better promo than Roman Reigns? Is that blasphemous to say? Well, that might be true, and that's the unfortunate part, that I think Vince McMahon just sits there sometimes and with his uh, hourglass and says, it's only a matter of time until I break him up. Oh, and yeah. That's, and that's the issue, because he is in love with Colin Cassidy. He is, know. but you know what? Enzo More is still awesome on the mic. Now, in the ring... This match was okay, but it was it, it fit the theme of the, the Enzo More <laughs> pay per view matches. It was all over the place. There was some. There was another spot here, like last month, or maybe it was a month before, 
where uh, Gallows and and you know Big Cass were in the ring or Cena was in the ring or whoever, and and Gallows just kind of stared into space. It, it was it was like the miscommunication spot where uh, Enzo I think was going for Anderson or AJ and accidentally hit a crossbody on Cena, but Cena caught him, and then tried to swing Enzo on Gallows, but Gallows was just kind of looking at him, almost kind of like his old Festus character, like. You know, just kind of time stood still. And then AJ actually hit the phenomenal forearm on Gallows. It was just weird. Oh, uh, that was the spot when Enzo came off the top with the crossbody and, yeah. and Gallows ducked. Cena caught him, did the reversal. It, it looked like he was supposed to throw Enzo on the Gallows, but he kind of handed him to him. Yeah. And Gallows just tossed him aside. Yeah, very odd spot. Yeah. So, and Enzo, while, while he is great on the mic, does admittedly still have a long way to go in the ring. But he can sell. He's very likable. He gets the crowd going. And frankly, sometimes that's all you need. Will <laughs> this guy ever headline WrestleMania? Frankly, I highly doubt it. But you never know. Stranger things have happened in professional wrestling. When I first saw Enzo Mori in NXT, and I wasn't really an NXT viewer, I was like, who the hell's this guy? At first, I thought he was a stereotypical Jersey Shore gimmick. Because you know me, I'm from New Jersey, and I had to deal with the stupid reality show and the stupid stereotypes and the stupid, you know, how you doing and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, well, that's another, another, another how, what? I was, I'm sorry, I was gonna say that's pretty much how they introduced Carmella as yeah. the hairdresser from Staten Island, which you know, Jersey Shore and all that. That's pretty much how they did it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, man, like another stereotypical Jersey. Sh- I know the show was popular. The show was popular, but I was like, another stereotypical Jersey Shore gimmick. And by the way, I was just at the shore, and it was a lot of fun. If you're ever in the, the Jersey Shore area, head over to Avon by the Sea, beautiful beach. But Avon. yeah, but he grew on me. And, and this guy was was not just some dude that was like, how you doing and whatever. He was actually from New Jersey, which I didn't know at first. I even watched some of his old promos in his early days of NXT, like before he got to NXT. And even though I don't think he really had any in-ring experience, you could see this guy was dedicated and had something. And where he's at now, man, it's pretty amazing to see John Cena put him over. That's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty cool. So this match did its job. A little sloppy in some spots. While I did love the Enzo promo segment... I do think this went a little too long because the pay-per-view ended up going long, but I don't blame Cena. I don't blame the club and AJ. Honestly, they should just cut Becky Lynch and Natalya. Get rid of that match. They could honestly cut Darren Young and The Miz. Nobody would have missed those matches and give more time to the triple threat and end on time. But They could have put one of those matches on the pre-show. Exactly. It, It is what it is, though. We had Jericho come out for a highlight reel, and at this point, I completely forgot about the highlight reel. I don't this think went they, longer than I thought. I don't think they even plugged it. it uh, no, not maybe, really. Maybe not like during like the pay-per-view. He just kind of came out and... Yeah, he came out and interviewed Randy Orton. And long story short, Randy Orton came out clean-shaven with his new shirt with sweatpants that he got from the... I'm a father and I'm too old for this crap. The store. Mick Foley collection? Yes. Who was decked out in Christmas gear, by the way. Yeah, that was weird. And, and so he got in the ring. He, he was... Playing to the fans. He was jovial. He said he missed all of us. I'm, I'm sure Randy Orton really means this. But it's Randy Orton. And I'm not used to the Randy Orton character being this likable, lovable guy. It's a little weird, yeah. It was very weird. And he's talking about his kids. And how he got to spend time with his wife. And I'm like, is this the Viper? Yeah. 
he had a couple jokes and he says a viper said, and and, yeah. and and then he and then he he said but he missed all of us and, and he said he's gonna beat brock lesnar and, and he has the rko no enhancements which i found hilarious oh that was good because yeah. out of all the people to thumb their nose at brock lesnar who failed two drug tests for estrogen blockers which are used with steroid cycling randy orton who failed multiple wellness tests, who somehow sort of failed three drug tests, but is still with the company. Although one of them he failed before the wellness uh, policy was instituted back in the day. The irony. Well, the, I- he, the irony. Maybe and, that's why it was done. I guess. But it was just stu- I mean, it, well, he made fun of Jericho, too, obviously, by saying, well, if I would come back, you know, and. And, uh, you know, Lesnar makes a splash. Who am I supposed to wrestle? Fandango? And I thought that was an insult to Fandango until I remembered WrestleMania 29. Oh, so, yeah. Well, you, well, you, well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. I didn't think it's, about yeah. that. Yeah. That's, yeah. I had to refix my tweet because I, I it, yeah. Makes, <laughs> that made sense. But the, it seems like the crowd didn't like that comment. They liked Fandango. They were Fandangoing. They, well, that's they, it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think anybody realized that Fandango beat Jericho at WrestleMania. I don't that's think anybody remembers. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, God. So, anyway, long story short, uh, Jericho said he was going to give Orton the gift to Jericho. He got RKO'd. It was out he, of nowhere, even though it was expected. Well, it was teased and then out of nowhere, yeah. And then, of course, we had the Shield triple threat. Uh, again, started at 10.56. This show ran way too long, but overall, I got to say, I'm not going to say this is a great sh- you, you know what? It was thumbs up. I'll, I'll say it was a thumbs up. You know, I'm going to call it a great show. Because it was propped up by Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, which was such a great match, had such great storytelling, and the Shield Triple Threat, which was pretty damn great as well. You know, you know, I don't know. On one hand, I really enjoyed it. On the other hand, because I was so tired of watching wrestling for over three hours, I felt that the crowd was tired. I didn't think this lived up. This was a great match, but I still feel like they could have done a little bit better. Is that wrong to say? Yeah, I mean, some of the, the, the undercard matches weren't great. and you know. It, no, I mean, like the Shield triple threat. I think it could well, yeah, be a little I, I think, bit I, Well, I think a lot of us, and, and I know you especially, and a lot of the viewers and everybody thought, you know, that why put this match on a BP review? But it yeah. did work. I mean, technically, I suppose it could do it again, although I don't know why you would. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, you know what? It, it was one of those things where it was, it was a great match, right finish, you know what it is? I think I think early on the crowd heard it a little bit just because they were tired. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's not just about where you start. It's where you finish. And it had such a, a great, strong finish. And with Dean Ambrose in the ring and the visual, it was a great moment for his career. I don't know how long this is going to last. But again, if you're an Ambrose fan like myself, or if you at least want to change from Roman Reigns and a change from the norm, uh, this was a very satisfying match. It, re- it really was. And, and I'll tell you this too. While Roman Reigns looked pretty good in the ring... I don't know. Something something felt different about him. I don't know. He didn't sell a lot of spots. He didn't I think s- that was part of it. He didn't sell a lot. Well, he usually doesn't sell a lot, but there's just something yeah. was different. I don't know if it was the manner, his demeanor, a little bit. Maybe it's because they're teasing him turning heel. I don't know. There was there was something. Maybe just the beard threw me off. Maybe something. There was there was something different with his mannerisms. I can't put my finger on it. He still he still had a great effort. All all three men did, and it was a great match. I just think. You know what? I think if this was in Brooklyn at SummerSlam, I think it would have been enhanced a little bit more. But you know, they all they left it all out there in the ring. It, it was a great match. 
Uh, if they do end up rematching down the road, hopefully they'll do it down the road. I mean, really down the road on a major pay-per-view. I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to them doing it at SummerSlam, but this is such a great win for Ambrose and SmackDown. That I think at this point, you just got to move on. Now, like or- I said, do Ambrose versus Cena. But yeah, thumbs up pay-per-view. Uh, you could skip the secondary title matches. Uh, you honestly, I mean, the the six man tags are okay. I would, I would say they were like spectacular. I mean, the Cena one I think had more heat given who was involved, and that was kind of cool. Had some cool watch, spots. Watch the promo more than the match. Watch the promo more than the match. Zayn and Owens, absolutely go out of your way to see. The opener was fun with Bailey. That was a great moment, That's and great. then the Shield triple threat was pretty damn awesome. Whew. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, before we go, let's take some questions. I actually just want to say real quick, we are gonna try to do Raw and SmackDown recaps going forward because, you know, Raw's on Mondays, SmackDown's on Tuesdays, and now I have separate rosters and everything. And they're live. And they're and they're live. With Raw, since it does take place later, or it does end later, I should say, which would mean our recap would take place later, those will probably kept up, be kept on the shorter side. SmackDown, since it ends at 10, which is actually pretty convenient for my work schedule and yours, Scott, uh, we'll probably be doing longer live shows on SmackDown nights on Tuesdays. And then worst comes to worst, if for whatever reason Scott and I have a conflict, we'll do Wednesday. So Monday through Wednesday, you'll, you can expect a lot of DDB content and recaps from us. And then obviously, pay-per-view days. And man, we got a busy week ahead of us, dude. DDB Battleground yes. ended. That went way too long. I know you and I go bo- both got work the next day. Raw, SmackDown, who knows what breaking news is going to happen. Man. Mm-hmm. Well, on the good side, I don't have to work tomorrow, so I should be able to watch Raw. On the bad side, it's going to be 99 degrees, record high temperature, and I have to help my sister move. And uh, her and her husband live on the third floor. So, Oof, okay. That'll be. I'm, I might be doing this from a hospital bed tomorrow. <laughs> it's very possible. Hey, at least you'll, you'll have to lay down a little bit. Yeah, that is true. So let's get to some questions here before we go. D Crime says, who are you rooting for in the triple threat? Ambrose, how about you, Scott? Yeah, I agree, Ambrose. And our WWE2K16 simulation actually got it right. Ambrose won. Yeah. So that was cool. And he pinned Roman. So it did get it right. Okay. Let's see. WWE needs a hall of pain. Yeah, well, you know. There was a comment, and I don't see it now. Um, I forget who said it, so I apologize. But it was something to the effect of if they ever put Cass versus Lesnar, imagine the promos Heyman and uh, <laughs> Enzo could cut on each other. True, but... So. Yes. Reportedly, according to the Wrestling Observer, Paul Heyman's contract has expired. And what's interesting about Paul Heyman is he, of course, is the former boss of Gabe Polsky, who worked for ECW back in the day, who now runs Evolve, who previously ran also Dragon Gate USA. And Evolve, for those that don't know, has a working relationship with WWE. Guys like you know, Ciampa and Gargano have appeared there before. And yeah, and then some guys have done autograph sessions like Sami Zayn and American Alpha. And Paul Heyman, during his speaking engagement in the UK, approached Will Ospreay, who many of you know is one of the best wrestlers in the world, one of the fastest rising young stars in the world, who currently wrestles for New Japan Pro Wrestling. He went up to him and offered him a deal with WNN Live. So, that's interesting. Or is it WWN? WWN. WWN, my bad. I always get that mixed up. So, WWN Live, aka Evolve, and you know, Evolve's entities and stuff. So, I think Wasprey agreed to do Evolve, which is interesting because he's with New Japan, and New Japan has a working relationship with ROH, even though ROH is kind of the the redhead stepchild of that relationship, unfortunately, based on the booking. 
Well, uh, there's page. something on uh, Twitter right now with uh, Steve Carino going back and forth about that stuff, which if you get a chance, take a look at it. I, I will, but so I mean, it's, it's, that's the reality, right? I mean, come on. Just, yeah, call, I, just call, I like ROH, but I'm just calling it like I see it. Which so, props to Johnny Gargano, by the way. He did get signed full-time to WWE, so it's awesome for and him. I th- and I think Ciampa did too, officially, right? I didn't see Ciampa did. He, he, I think he's um, on the verge. I mean, seriously, I he's been so, featured yeah. a lot. I mean, if he hasn't, I think he will be. I mean, he, he should yeah. be. He's, he's really he, good. Both he wrestled for really promotion good. down near me a lot. So, yeah, good for them. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, awesome. I think the crowd got them signed, which is awesome. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, it looks like Paul Heyman may be working with Evolve and still having a relationship with WWE, but you just might not be under, like, a full-time contract. I mean, not that he was ever, like, a full-time talent, but you know what I mean. You're not going to see him appear as regularly. Yeah, so, I mean, but, I heard that, they're, you know, Heyman should be back. It shouldn't be an issue, but okay. yeah, you never know. True. Telvin says, I hope WWE signs Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks someday. I'm sure they will. I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the year. I'm not sure about the Young Bucks. I think they will. Listen, if they get offered deals, I'm not saying they'll get over in WWE. Well, didn't they have a tryout with NXT and they turned it down? So I guess unless they No, no, no. I think they were offered a tryout or offered a deal and then they turned it down because they're making more money. I mean, I could see them getting themselves over, especially in NXT, but I don't know if. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know yes. if their act. I mean, their act is like over, not overselling, over, over, overdoing it with spots. Well, I think that's the whole point, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. They have fun with it. And I don't know if that would translate well to the main roster. Well, actually, I think it would translate well to the main roster of WWE <laughs> if, if they toned it down a little bit and if somebody in creative actually understands what the Young Bucks are about and understands that these guys are great talents and they're pretty versatile. And even before they had this great momentum that they've had the last couple of years, I mean, they've always been really talented guys. You know, even even in uh, TNA, I mean, TNA, they were kind of booked as like these Hardy Boys ripoffs. But early on, you know, you could see that these guys had talent. You know, RO, they were in ROH before that. You know, you could see that they had talent. So they are talented guys and yeah, they're making good money. But at some point, their bodies uh, and their families are going to say, hey, man, now it's time to make the really big money. And if they have the opportunity, I'd go for it if I were them. So I, I think they will. Kenny Omega, he was formerly in uh, DDB's developmental system, Deep South Wrestling, which was, was, uh, which was not long-lasting at all. I think it only lasted a couple of years. It had Bill DeMott, who ended up losing his job and then magically getting hired back to NXT, only got fired years later. But Kenny Omega, yeah, he's a great talent too. I could, I could see him down the road. Uh, feuding with the New Day, with the Elite. I could see that happening. I mean, there's so many interpromotional battles, if you think about it, like on social media. Wyatt with his freaking broken streak like Matt Hardy. That, I think, is kind of lame. I mean, that's not that's not so subtle. Yeah. And, and actually, Bray Wyatt was dressed like a post-grunge. Like He was he was kind of dressed like it's Raven little... and Matt Hart and broken Matt Hardy if they had a love child. Yeah, it's a little gimmick change. He, he has the, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and then, and then uh, the New Day has been taking shots at the Bullet Club and the Elite. There was even a promo a couple months ago where he said, we are the Elite tag team, and they wear each other's shirts on pictures and stuff. I mean, I don't know. If I'm New Japan, I'm like, hey, guys, uh, maybe you don't want to work your own angle here, but hey, whatever is what it is. Are you happy Brian's the GM of SmackDown? Hell yeah, I am. Yeah. The only problem is there's going to be as over as him. That's it. Okay, Steven Shaw says, sadly, this probably means it's just going to be like it was back in the day. WWE title on SmackDown, World Heavyweight title on Raw. Yeah, I would prefer the one championship, as Scott and I, I talked about earlier. I agree, yeah. I'm not I'm not a fan of uh, two titles. It devalues both of them. Unless just... you could truly keep the roster separate and somehow get both brands to, to flourish, but... 
It's very hard in this day and age. And also, one thing we didn't mention, okay, we talked about the inconvenience of, of us having to do Battleground and Raw and SmackDown and, you know, woe is me, whatever. We're recappers and, and the fans. But here's the other thing. If there's one thing right now that I don't think fans need any more of, it's WWE content. So when you go long on a pay-per-view, on top of Raw, which usually goes long with the overrun, and then SmackDown, which I'm assuming might have an overrun because it's on USA Network and Live now, and then if you watch NXT, and then if you're going to watch the Cruiserweight Classic. And then any other of their original program. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of WWE. And, and, you know, the, the the ironic part is when the network first started, everybody said, we want classic stuff. We want WCW. We want ECW. We want this. We want that. And they've done so much live programming that, you know, they, they're not doing a lot of the classic programming anymore because of that. So I mean, they're adding, like, the old shows, but they're not really promoting them, which, again, but, I'm, and I'm surprised. And it's very, very little do. bits at a time. I'm surprised they don't do. Like, why don't they just do Today and Daddy B History and say you can go watch it on the network? Well, I mean, w, I mean, I don't know how hard it is. You know, you have a better understanding of this than I do, how much, how long it takes to upload shows and different things. Well, I'm things. saying they uploaded a bunch but, already, so why not promote well, it? Like, do, like, a little video package saying on this day in WWE history. Right. You know, on this day, it was the start of the three-hour era of Raw. It well, was they Raw 1000. They kind of do on Facebook. They, yeah, they but say, that's Facebook. I don't care about Facebook. Well, I'm I mean, but on they TV. say, you know, go to the – but they show the network clip, and that's how they promote it. Yeah, but it's just on Facebook. Why not do it on TV? You have three million viewers a week. On one of these shows, like, just do it. I agree. Well, what I don't understand is, like, how come they don't show old, you know, Saturday morning wrestling, you know, wrestling challenge, wrestling superstars, that type of syndicated stuff? Because I I guess they feel there's not a demand for it, and they they just, you know, they haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, I understand, but, you know, you have so much, I mean, but, you know, you say that, but you really can't go back there and watch Bret Hart win his first title. I know it's on the network, but, you know, that was on one of those syndicated shows. Yeah, and you, and you know what? Another thing, too, is the, the dirty little secret is while WB claims that they cater to a young audience, a lot of their viewers are older. Yeah. Are older than you and me, which is kind of uh, sad to think about. The average Raw viewer is, is like in his 40s, I think. Maybe older. Well, they're living in the uh, Attitude Era, I suppose. Yeah. So the, these these older these fans that grew up in the Attitude Era have grown up, and they're still watching, and they haven't catered to enough casual fans. So you know what? And this is something Jim Ross has talked about before. Upload the older content, which they have you know, to some extent. Promote it and get people to sign up. Because yep. maybe somebody doesn't want to watch the bad reality show with Mick Foley and the stupid clown and his daughter, and they want to actually watch some real wrestling. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, way, I'm still show... not a fan of them giving away the network every month. I don't like that when I when I'm paying for it. Uh, I'm I mean, not it's, I mean it's Netflix. It's whatever. It's the same thing. It is, but still. Don't Stephen Shaw, I agree with him with Wins promos tonight. If that's what we're going to see going forward from him, that would be awesome because he was definitely bringing it on the mic. He was not different. bringing it. He was the same or and he just made one joke about PEDs. Okay, but how many times? Is, yeah, well, he made the Fandango joke. You forgot about that. But he was just acting different. It was a different type of Orton, which yes, is kind of cool to see. It's, it's Daddy Orton. I don't want to. I don't like oh, Daddy Orton. What? Jeez. Better than well, never mind. Telvin, will you be recapping UC two hundred two? Of course, I'll be recapping UC two hundred two. I think you might be in UC two hundred one. I will be recapping UC two hundred one. I've ordered any pay per view that I haven't attended live or covered live with UC. I've always ordered, but man, two hundred one. That looks like such a weak. I mean, it is. It doesn't look. It is a weak it is card. Weak. It is weak. I mean, I love Robbie Lawler. I love watching him fight. He's great. But Tyron Woodley, like, seriously, you had Carlos Khan to have the fight of the year with Robbie Lawler to, to start 2016. Ugh, why didn't you make that fight? Jeez. 
I don't know. I mean, Woodley's been out 18 months. He could win if he takes down Lawler, but he's been out 18 months. And honestly, I don't know if Woodley's a better MMA wrestler than Johnny Hendricks. And Lawler almost beat Hendricks the first time and beat him the second time, despite Johnny trying to take him down and keep him down. So do I think that Ty Woodley is going to keep Robbie Lawler down and win the fight? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Most Robbie Lawler fights are entertaining. I can't remember the last time Robbie Lawler's had a boring fight. It's been a very long time, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. That card is weak. I mean, Ed Herman's on the card. Rose Nami Yunus is in the co-main event. It's, it is a weak card. I'll most likely order it because I always do, and I like to pay for my stuff and pay for my content. I'm a good samurai and like that, a good citizen. But, man, I hope, I hope there's at least some action because star power-wise, it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely lacking. Yeah. Um, one to mention, Fred, um, <clears throat> I don't always pay for them. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> our friend Dan Foster said that, you know, instead of doing a live Raw and a live SmackDown recap, maybe just combine them both, which is a good idea. And I thought about it, and I was going to mention it to you off-air. But um, yeah, we could do that. The only issue with that, I think, would be you know we we spend a lot of time doing recaps of three hour shows and two hour shows. We don't have six hours to recap a five hour. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that I'll, might be the only issue we would have with that. Well, um, you know what? We figure I, out a way to do something. Well, you know it. what? What I'll probably do is try to keep try to keep the raw recap on the short side. You know, still maybe make it live. You know, give people live updates. Maybe take a couple questions and then SmackDown since. That's a show that actually ends at a reasonable time. Right. You know, we could take like an hour or so and answer questions and, and take calls and whatever. Sure. I think I think that would probably work better. Yeah, well, we can discuss that. You know, yeah, we'll, we, we'll, we'll figure out. We'll, something. We'll, yeah, it's like a, WWE. We're figuring out what to do. Exactly. With they don't even know what the hell they're doing with this draft afterwards. So you know, what? we're we're figuring out. It's a work in progress, but we do appreciate the support and the suggestions. If you have any more suggestions, uh, pre- please feel free to throw them our way. Sentinel Punk says Ryback quit. No, he's his contract's on ice right now. He's on ice right now, but it's either just going to expire or they're going to release him a little early. What's up, Ethan Don, who's watching right now? And he is correct. Ryback is inactive due to a contract dispute. I'll say hey to Brandon Vasquez since he says hey, Scott. How you doing? How you, do- how you doing? Yeah, that was another thing. How you doing? That, I, I didn't even mean it like that. Yeah, it that's that's happen. the new thing now. with uh, That's the new thing with Enzo now. They did it on Raw, where it was like, you know, he says one thing, how you doing? Don't eat yellow snow. How you doing? You got to do it. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? You know, those guys can make WWE a lot of money. They can. And, and here's here's the thing. And, and Les Thatcher is a friend of mine, and, and he does a, a show on a number of different websites. And he's been a guest on this show before, a longtime wrestling veteran. He's, I think, had 50 years in the business. I mean, crazy to think about. He's a great, great guy. He is not a fan at all of Enzo Amore. And his reasoning for that is that Enzo's just so over the top and he's not going to draw any money, which I disagree with. I love Les, but I disagree with. But I do agree with Les's point that everything is over the top. It is. In, in a sense that you got the New Day, you got Enzo and Cass, you got Dean with the bad comedy. Uh, you got Stephanie occasionally engaging in bad comedy. You had Mick Foley now is probably going to engage in some some bad comedy. That's uh, a weird combination. Yeah, Bruzango and all the stuff. And it's actually kind of amazing to me that the New Day and Enzo and Cass have gotten over to the level they have because there's so much comedy out there to the point, whatever you want to call comedy, 
that that's well, a lot of it's it not a different funny. Type, yeah. To the point where it's like I don't want comedy. I want serious. But those well, guys are so entertaining. Kind of like with with TNA with with Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and the final deletion and and you know the the broken streak and all the other stuff. Those guys are so entertaining that they can overcome the the stuff that's plaguing their respective promotions. But I do agree with less in a sense that everybody's over the top and perhaps not everything should be. Now, if you were in the 80s or the 90s where you had a bunch of dynamic personalities 90s, yeah. who could hold their own on the mic, I mean, seriously, I'm not saying Road Dog was as great of a promo as Steve Austin back in the day, but Road Dog was a great promo. Road Dog was damn good. X Pac was pretty good. Triple H held his own. You had Steve Austin. You had The Rock. You had McFoley. You had Vince McMahon. I mean, there were a few other guys I, I probably can't think of that were really good promos. And, and Val Venus wasn't even horrible. And yes, it, that was a Val Venus. Yes, reference. Val Venus. Godfather. You know, you had some pretty the, good. The mid card level was was a lot strong. Talent wise, it might not have been stronger, but. Personality wise, uh, creative wise, it was better. Yeah, I think it's well, a better well, way I don't to put know better is the right word. I'd say, str- I'd say they stronger. Were, well, stronger. Yeah, for like that said, the era, talent wise, it might not have been better, but yeah, the mid carders were strong, booked stronger in that era and storylines that would not hold up in, in, in 2016. But yeah, you, you look at the that and then you look at the 80s. I mean, you had Mr. Wonderful, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, you know, in, in other promotions, you know, you had Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen and, and just. Yet all these characters, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, Ultimate Warrior. I'm probably leaving out a, a, a few that I can't think of off the, off the top of my head. Roddy Piper. You know, you had all these different personalities that were over the top. But guess what? They could all hold their own. But it was different as well, though. They were all unique. Exactly. It wasn't the same stupid, typical Deadly B comedy. And another yeah. thing. Okay. They all held their own, right? You look right. at Enzo and Cass. You look at The New Day. They're really good. Yes. What works for Enzo and Cass, what works for the New Day, what worked for like The Rock back in the day with his comedy, does not work for Sheamus. No. It does not work for Ziggler. No. It does not work for I don't know, take your pick or Dean Ambrose. For some guys, it just two degrees. Yeah. yeah, two degree. It it does not. So what I would like to see going forward, and I don't think they're going to do this. I think it's going to be the same. But in a perfect world, and this is bringing it back to Les's point make everything a little less over the top. Now, I would keep Enzo and Cass as they are for the most part. Keep the new Maybe turn them down just a little just bit. Just a little bit. You know, obviously, you got your Cena. You, your Cena character. You have a... I mean, I think Cena's probably the most over the top main eventer, right? I mean, by far. He, he blows everybody away in promos, I think. I mean, AJ's really good as a heel, but Cena's the... Cena's definitely by far the most bombastic top guy. Deadly when has Cena wants to be, he is. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And when they don't give him a lot of stupid stuff to work with. So... If you limit the bombastic stuff to the guys that are actually good at it, and then you take away the bad comedy from other guys, and you make them a little more serious, I think that'd be a significant improvement to the show. And also, that would make Enzo and Cass, who are already over, and the New Day, who are already over, stand out even more, because they'd be one of the few comedy acts that are actually entertaining. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, and again, you know, you it would have, you know what? Here's the here's the other problem with WWE. This could have worked if both teams were not on the same show. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. 
They're on the same show now. So you know what? You're right. And I actually, actually, when it, you know what? When it comes to live, Scott, you're on your A game, by the way, today. So props. Thank you. Congrats. I appreciate that. Okay, but but now thinking about that, wouldn't it more? Wouldn't it make more sense from a live event standpoint? You and I went to live events recently, the last couple yes. weeks. Wouldn't it make more sense to have Enzo and Cass on one, and the New Day on the other, when you need all the help you can get for these house shows? You would think, and um. Yeah, I would have. I mean, look, no disrespect to the shining stars and all that, and, and you know, honestly, I wasn't glad to see Jack Swagger. Um, he he got, he you know he had the crowd with him, but um, yeah, I would definitely rather see Enzo and Cash or the New Day. You know, I think that you know that would have been better as far as putting crowd over. I mean, they sold a lot of merchandise there. You know, one one of the real quick one of the funny things is they were selling Cesaro autographed T-shirts, and Cesaro wasn't even at my house show, so yeah, that was oh, kind of wonderful. That was yeah. That made no sense. Yeah, I, um, I don't but, understand that. Whatever. But um, no, I agree. I mean, yeah, you have you know thin rosters to begin with, and yet you're going to do this. I think what's going to happen is, and I, I think I talked to you off air about this. These gimmicks are going to run their course quick because Vince is going full steam ahead with them, and just like anything else, people will start to lose interest because eventually it's just going to be the same thing over and over, week after week, show after show, and and that's the problem, you know. And it's great. Look, I love it. You know, I love Enzo. I love what he's doing. The New Day, you know, they were they're doing great, and you know, they showed a little bit more character depth with with um, Xavier. You know, with this Wyatt feud, which was cool. But eventually, it's it's gonna it's gonna run its course, and that's gonna be an issue when you know you can break these guys up and do things. It just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, you know what? If it's if something's hot, just this is something that WWE does all the time. Yes. They 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 uh, unless it's John Cena. They break the break up acts or stop acts too soon. Yep. And in my opinion, or too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Well, they let them go too long. Yeah. Well, they really haven't. I think Who, who's gone too long. Well, I mean, I Roman mean, Reigns, but Roman Reigns isn't really like over at that level as far as things are successful. Right. Well, I mean, just in general. I mean, I think I know. think it's more like premature. So what I would do with well, it's guys definitely like, more premature. Yeah, what I would do with guys like Enzo and Cass and New Day and guys like that, just ride it till the wheels fall off. When you see it starting to fade, then you can think about breaking up. Right now, just, you know. Well, I think that's what they're off. doing. And maybe with the house shows, you know, what what is the schedule? It's uh, like, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, something like that? Well, what no, I, say, I think no, right? SmackDown's going to do Mondays from now on. That's what, yeah, that, that's even smarter. You know, ratings are low, so take away 4,000 people. Yeah, makes <laughs> sense. Um, well, it's easiest for the schedules as far as, like, the right, for the know, TV, the wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. But, so maybe instead of having the New Day and Enzo and Cass on every single weekend show, split them up. Maybe do that. I yeah. mean, give guys a break. You know, I know that's a new concept, but maybe do that. Yeah, but we'll it is what it is. All right, we'll take two more questions here. Jeremy says, why not consider doing Ambrose versus Cena versus Styles at SummerSlam? I'd love to do that. It's just we just had a triple threat. You mean I don't want to do another triple threat right away? And yeah, I just I just don't want to do another triple threat right away. And I think it'd be more effective if Ambrose pins Cena clean and you know the, he endorses him and, and all that jazz. And then lastly, from classic Dutton Eyes, what's up, man? They need female talent badly. Be- Becky is going to get overexposed by herself. A lot of the talent's already overexposed because they've been working with each other, and nobody else. So yeah, they, they need to call up some women in NXT or or not call well, them up, but, but not call them up, but like. Use promote them, them promote them from the from being off TV in dark matches to you know being on the actual TV show and then obviously they need to incorporate the new women 
Was the reason why a lot of them have been off TV is because of Total Divas? Or is it just they're just not getting involved? Well, you got to remember, I mean, Nikki Bella got injured. Right. Brie Bella retired. But and, I'm talking, yeah. you know, like the Summer Rays, the Alicia Foxes. Well, actually, I don't know where Alicia Fox has been. Well, yet. she was she was in Newark on Friday night, wrestled Natalia, and then okay. I think she was in Salisbury. But she was gone forever. N- Naomi she was, was hurt though. Naomi was hurt. Naomi was hurt, and she's coming back, and it looks like a cool thing that they're going to do with her with the neon. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, Tamina, I, mean, I know Tamia. Tamina's not, you know, she she's you know she's on her way back and all that, but it just yeah, I mean, it's the same three or four people every week. It's it, it gets old real quick. Yeah. So it, well, you know. we'll we'll see we'll see. Actually, we'll take one more right here. Thoughts on Cesaro's shoot promo, which I guess was a shoot promo, right? That's, yeah, I guess. that's the so word. Dave Meltzer tweeted. Somebody asked Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, and he said it was a shoot. Okay, so there you go. So. Yeah, uh, the one that you did backstage or in a draft center, uh, it was good. I thought it was actually I thought it was great. I, I thought it was great. And I think he was. I think he was very frustrated and. I don't know if this is going to get him over. I mean, it got him over with the internet crowd and the people that are already fans of his. I don't know if this is going to get him over with, man- with management. I don't know if they're going to put him in a better spot. I'm not going to hold my breath. I would love to see him do well. We've done it enough with him. Yes, we, we, we've yelled and screamed. It was like Ziggler. It got to the point, and I don't think he's at, he's not where Ziggler is right now. Ziggler's at the p- point of no return. But with Cesaro, it's almost like that with, with Ziggler for, you, well, for me. Like I, I used to rant and rave about Ziggler and say, how could that push Ziggler, Ziggler, Ziggler? And Cesaro is much better than Ziggler. But, you know, Ziggler was over for a while, and they did nothing with the guy. And, uh, you well, know, it's like eventually, once he, yeah. eventually gave up. And so I'm not at that point with Cesaro. I'm just – I don't want to get my hopes up. That's all. Well, the thing with Ziggler is he won the title, he got injured, and then that was it when they did the double turn. And then he cut a promo as well on the uh, on the uh, the draft on Tuesday, a backstage promo, kind of the same idea that Cesaro did, but his was more scripted. So yeah, you know, we're like, oh, I'm ready to go, blah blah. Yeah, you know, so we'll see. I mean, yeah. true that, true that, and yeah, Terry, it's going to be an interesting week. That's yeah, and Terry Allen's asking if he's going to be a world champion. Listen, if who Cesaro, I guess. Yeah, uh, she, I think if they do two titles and he goes to SmackDown, he has a shot on Raw. I, I don't think he does. Yeah. It is what it is. But, folks, we're going to get on out of here. Just a quick note. This week is the official start of the new brand extension. Raw has a new announced team of Michael Cole, Byron Saxton, and Corey Graves. So they even took away the cool announcer from NXT and put him on Raw. Which, being SmackDown's the new innovative show, makes more sense. Yeah, take away. You should have put Corey Graves on there. I agree. Yeah, I know. I know. The sarcasm in your voice. Yeah. Yeah, SmackDown gets Moro. David Otunga and JBL. Well, at least you have more on JBL. That ought to be interesting. Oh my god! And just yeah, David Otunga. Do you really need three announcers per show? I mean, no. That's it. No. I think. I mean, I, I can't say Booker T would have been better with that group. Booker T at least would have been entertaining. Yeah, but again, with JBL, it might have gotten a little stale, a little old. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? The jury's out. We'll give it a chance. Yeah. We'll see. But we'll be recapping Raw and SmackDown this week. So stay tuned right here on TSC News. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate you guys watching. I know this pay-per-view ran late, which kind of sucks for all of us. But, hey, we had fun talking to you guys. So please, if you enjoyed this recap, click the like button. Share this with all your friends. Don't forget to subscribe. I got an exclusive interview with UFC Hall of Famer and former WWE superstar Dan the Beast Severin. 
popping up this week right here on TSC News. If you want to listen to us beyond YouTube, I have a few recommendations. You can sign up for YouTube Red, which is $9.99 a month. It gives you ad-free YouTube videos. You can also download videos for offline viewing. And you can listen to them in the background. If you don't want to do that, if you want some podcasts, hit up soundcloud.com slash TSC News. For anybody that's asking about downloadable podcasts, you can actually download our podcasts from SoundCloud, but on the desktop site. Why it doesn't allow it on the mobile app, not too sure, but you can stream it. You can also get our podcast now on Stitcher. You can download them on iTunes, Google Play, Player.fm. You name it, Scott. I know you don't know what that means, but we're going global, baby. And actually, real quick, really quickly, before we go, I almost forgot. Scott, you ain't getting out of this one, bro. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Here is Scott with... You know, you don't even have to explain the it. New Day the horn. picture says a thousand. Yeah. There you go. You, you look so happy. It's not. I, I don't do selfies. You look so happy, man. It's, it's not a great selfie photo. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, the one with my daughter is a lot cuter, and I put it on my dog, and I'm, I'm trying. You, you know what? Say, we'll try, save the, the cute pic of your birth. daughter with the with the unicorn horn and the cute pic with the new dog for the other shows. How's that sound? That's new a cliffhanger, right? Rocks. Yes, there you go. There we go. But it folks, works, again, so I want to hear from you. Know. Tweet us. Facebook us. Do what you got to do. Until next time, take care. Woo! Please like and share. And as always, enjoy the matches.